6: in that case i pronounce you lucky
4: play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
8: today is monday january 4th 2021 roland martin unfiltered broadcasting live from turner field here in atlanta on today's show we'll hear from president joe biden a few moments ago held a rally here for John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock tomorrow. All over the state. The voters, we will talk to people on the ground, act. Their take on this election and what the outcome. Warnock, Ossoff in Savannah. We'll also hear from her. Folks, it's a jam-packed show. It is time to bring the funk. I'm rolling. Mar- he
4: Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fat, the fine. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling.
5: Best believe he's knowing. Putting it down from sports to news to
8: Tomorrow, twelve hours. Voters in determine three critical run Senate. Another one of them, a statewide office against Senate David Perdue, Republican. folks, it is for all the marbles. Democrats, if they win, if they win, the United States Senate
9: time to start rewarding work and not wealth. And if you listen to John and the Reverend, that's what they've been saying. That's what they've been campaigning on. Look, I'm dealing with COVID. I'm revitalizing our economy, our health care, our voting rights, criminal justice, racial justice, climate change, on the things that matter and will make a difference in your lives and the lives of your families. Georgia. As dark as these days of winter seem, I'm still more optimistic about this country than any time in my entire life. I really mean it. The American people now understand clearly what's at stake. And John and Raphael share that optimism. They saw firsthand the power of believing in the promise of America in our darkest months. John learned it from my old friend and yours, John Lewis. Reverend Warnock sees the power of faith to overcome the toughest trials that life can throw throw at us. He believes, as I do, in the quote of the German philosopher Kierkegaard, who said, faith sees best in the dark. I know they share with me that deep faith in the American people in this country. A faith that enable us to overcome adversity, to lift each other up, to be a beacon of light for one another and for the world. That's who we are and that's we should never give up on. Look, folks, I've said many times and I'll say it here again. There's nothing and I say this again. nothing, nothing, nothing. This country is unable to do when we decide to do it together. We have faced tougher times before and we've always overcome. We've always overcome. We've always come out better than we went in, no matter what. I know this campaign, this campaign has been exhausting. You put the hard work in over the last few years to get to this moment. It's been intense. It's been nonstop. But I'm asking you to give everything you've got one more day, one more day. And that one more day is not hyperbole. You can change America. So if you haven't voted, vote. If you already voted, I'm asking you one more day of making calls and safely knocking on doors. Go to iwillvote.com slash GA to find your polling location. Just like you did in November. Vote, vote, vote. Vote for John and the Reverend. Vote. In America, as our opposition friends are finding out, all power flows from the people. From the people. That's our history. That's our law. That's our tradition. That's our constitution. That's our democracy. Politicians cannot assert, take, or seize power. Power is given, granted, by the American people alone. (laughs) And we can never give that up. It's always, always the will of the people that must prevail. So today, tomorrow, vote make sure your voice is heard do it for yourselves do it for your families do it for your children do it for your state your country do it for all those who've given up so much think of all those who've given up so much to secure that right do it for the country you love because i know you love this country and the future you want to build for everyone in this country. Do it for all those around the world who aspire like us to be free and a democratic people who look to us. I've been in over almost 100 countries. They all look to America. The power, the power is in your hands. John and Reverend Warnock are counting on you. So is Kamala, so am I and so is America. We're a nation built on honor, decency, dignity, and respect. America is and must continue to be a beacon of light, liberty, and democracy, and unity. That's who we are. That's the United States of America. Vote, 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 vote. God bless you all. And may God protect our troops. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
8: This notion of a new Georgia would not be possible were not for the leadership of Stacey Abrams. It was she uh, who was the brainchild of focusing on galvanizing, mobilizing, organizing, registering people in this state that makes this day possible. This is what she had to say at today's rally.
5: about. That's the call on January 5th calling Georgia for up and Ossoff. up and awesome. That's the call that matters. But it's going to take all of us. It's going to take all of us to get the jobs,
10: the health care,
5: and the justice we need. And I'm going to tell you how we're going to get it done. This is the final call. It's
8: going to be critical, not just here in Atlanta, but also in rural Georgia. Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms of Atlanta, she said that 940,000 eligible to vote African Americans did not do so in the November 3rd runoff. She said if black folks simply voted their power, this race would be over.
10: gathering spot and told him of the work we were doing across Atlanta, he asked, how can I help you do more? When he drafted his criminal justice reform policy and his affordable housing policy, he sent them to us in Atlanta and asked if he was doing enough. Our communities were top of mind for then-candidate Joe Biden, and we know how important it is that we elect real servant leaders like Daniel Blackman. John Alsop and Raphael Warnock. People of honor and integrity who hold justice close to their hearts and believe that the lives of my four children and those of all of our families in our communities across this state matter. A friend texted me from out of state and asked, will we win? I replied, LOL, yes, if we show up and vote. It really is that simple, Georgia. We vote, we win. So Georgia, our time is now. We cannot wait for another time, some other place, some other heroes. We must be the heroes of our generation and stand up for our children and our children's children And And for for this this great great democracy, democracy, our America, a better America. America. Let's vote like like our lives depend on it. 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 Thank you, and may God
8: bless and keep each of you. Yesterday, we were in Savannah, where Vice President-elect Kamala Harris was there, uh, trying to get folks there to vote for a hometown hero, Raphael Warnock.
4: 2020 yeah. yourself 2020s not really over until we get through the end of Tuesday January 5th and elect to the United States Senate a son of Savannah Raphael Warner and a son of task before us, us and in the hands of you as the voters of Georgia to do what is not only in the best interest of the people of this beautiful and great state but by extension what you will do for people all around the country for people for whom you may never meet people who may never know your name But because of your activism, because of your voice, because of your fight, they will forever benefit.
11: And Savannah,
4: you have a decision to elect two United States Senators. That is the power that is in your hands to elect two individuals who are outstanding leaders in Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff. And I know them, I have spent time with them. We have talked, we have prayed together. We have talked about the fate of our country, the future of our country, the promise of our country. And they have talked to me about the state of Georgia. They have said to me, Kamala, you need to know what's happening in our state. They've said to me, these are the needs of the people. These are the needs of the children. These are the needs of small businesses. These are the needs of working people. That's who these two men are. Let's just fast forward to most recent history, which is yesterday. Have y'all heard about that recorded conversation? Certainly, the voice of desperation, most certainly that, and it was a bald, bald-faced, bold abuse of power by the President of the United States. And this is one of those moments. And this moment, Savannah, this moment will pass. And years from now, our children, our grandchildren and others, they will look in our eyes, each one of us, and they will ask us, where were you at that moment? And what I know is that we will be able to respond by telling them so much more than just how we felt at this moment. We will tell them what we did we will tell them what we did we will tell them we were hanging out at the garden city stadium with Kamala and john and raphael we will tell them we told everybody we knew what is at stake that we didn't stop calling them and emailing them and texting them till they got tired of us but we knew they'd get over it we will tell them We help folks who hadn't yet turned in their ballot to not put it in the mailbox, but to take it and drop it off. We will tell them, vote, 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 because your life depends on it. And we will tell them that's how we elected Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff to the United States Senate. Thank you.
8: The race will not be won for Ossoff and Warnock unless it depends on people who are on the ground. Felicia Davis is a convener for the Black Women's Roundtable in Clayton County, Georgia. It is called the Blackest County in Georgia. She joins us right now. Felicia, welcome back to Roland Martin Filtered.
11: Oh, thank you so much for having me, Roland, and thank you for coming into Clayton County this past weekend. We need all the energy we can get. Are you hearing me okay?
8: Yeah, you're just fine. Let's talk about that. I was there. We, Of course, there was a rally that took place on Saturday. Uh, folks, if y'all missed it, simply go to our YouTube channel and check it out. Felicia, I saw your quote in the New York Times where you uh, where you were not happy that 58 uh, percent turnout uh, in Clayton County in the general election. Uh, Clayton County is 70 percent black, uh, and so uh, you know, w- w- you know, what have you and others been doing to really connect with black voters to get them to understand? Use your powers. I said earlier Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms today. She said 940,000 black folks did not vote in the November 3rd election.
11: So first of all, let me say we've been doing everything we could think of to do. So that means we've been knocking on doors, we've been making phone calls, we've been sending text messages. We've been having events, we've been having free food, we have been having DJs, we've been to barbershops, beauty salons, we have socially distanced, we have had things in the park, We have um, done everything that we could think of to do. But let me say this. While I was very disappointed with 58%, I'm very competitive, I don't like for anybody to do better than we do, and I like for us to always do (laughs) the most. However, until this year, and only by our sweat and determination, did Clayton County get recognized. So, we were only 50% black in 2000. We're 70% black now. We had 7% Latino in 2000. We have 14% now. We were kicking and screaming and making up dust, and we came over the top on CNN. And then that brought the energy, the focus, the attention to Clayton County. So, I would submit. That if we continue year after year and election after election, educating people, appealing to people, letting them know that their voice matters, then, in fact, they will respond in the way that we expect. So right now, I'm just saying we we were low. then. We're lower right now. And we do not have an election day game plan. Yeah, we're lower. I said it.
8: Now you said, you, now Felicia. You said a key word. You said education, uh, and one of the things that Latasha Brown and Cliff Albright have said with Black Voters Matter is that for Black folks, our focus cannot be just on election season. This must be a seven-day-a-week, 24-hour-a-day, 365 initiative. To be in this constant state of what I call citizenship education, where we are teaching and training, connecting the dots, uh, as opposed to only showing up, only canvassing, only knocking on doors around election time. Agree? Oh, look,
11: let's be clear. We didn't down here. We're on the south side. So on the south side, I can't knock on your door and say, come vote. When we knocked on the door, we left PPE. We left a small bottle of water. We left an energy bar. Just in case on the other side of that door you might be hungry or you might need a mask that you don't have in order to come out and do any business you might need to attend to. So even right now, even in this so-called most critical election, when we knocked on the door, we left something behind. We left information. And we left whatever small token we had to give, and we check back. If we knock on the door three or four times and nobody answered, we need to check at that door for another reason. So we are all in. We are every day. Um, myself, Helen Butler with the People's Agenda, Deborah Scott with Georgia, Georgia Stand Up, and our mighty Latasha Brown and Cliff, we do this. This is who we are and what we're about. But no, the people on the south side, they have not been working. They have been heavily impacted. It is, we don't have mass transit like every other city. So it is really challenging what we're asking people to do. But we are still asking. And we won't ever have what we need if people don't step up and turn out. I want to say our young folks have been stepping forward to do their part. But this is a county that needs attention. Our elected officials are black. They need to step up and do more. And I love them for what they have done. But we have to show what it means to have black leadership. What it means when your vote does matter, things need to change. And we need that accountability. Felicia,
8: what are y'all last question for you, what are your plans tomorrow? What are y'all gonna be doing tomorrow on election
11: day? Well, one major thing we're going to do a VoterCade, and right now we have 20 cars signed up, and people keep bringing the phone saying how did they join. So we are going to drive around to all of the, especially the lower performing precincts. We're going to go in, and we're going to make noise, South Side style. So we're going to Pop our horns, jump out, knock on your door, and just about drag you to the polls if you haven't voted. And we will do that. We'll have people posted at the polls, but not so many. Because I feel like once once you get to the polls, if you can't figure out what to do and you're at the polls, you need a different kind of help than I can get. So we're going to be out in the neighborhoods where we know there are voters that haven't voted. And we are going to encourage them every way that we can. We got food trucks. We not. I'm not taking my food truck to home. I take my food truck to hungry people in the community, hoping that they get a little nourishment. They will make their way to home. So that's what Felicia is doing. Southside with the Mighty Black Women's Roundtable, Clayton County Crash Crew. We have done the most, and we are going to do that until that last minute. We are trying to get everybody we can, and it's not too late. We're rolling. Understand? We had an early vote plan. We had an absentee ballot plan. I haven't encountered right, anybody. Right. We don't have a ground plan for tomorrow, so we're gonna. Make it up and do what we've been doing. Knock those doors.
8: All right. Felicia Davis in Clayton County. Clayton County, we want to see y'all show up strong tomorrow. Uh, So please uh, use your right to vote. Felicia Davis, we appreciate it. Thanks a lot.
11: Thank you so much.
8: Black lawyers have been quite busy during this election season here in Georgia. Republicans have been doing their usual voter suppression tactics. uh, And black lawyers have made their point. Uh, to really activate their membership, especially Young Black Lawyers. Joining us right now is Abdul Dosumu. Uh, He is the founder and chief strategist for Young Black Lawyers Organizing Coalition. Abdul, welcome to Roland Martin Unfiltered.
12: Thank you so much for having me, Roland.
8: Give our folks a sense of what y'all have been doing over the past five weeks uh, as they have been campaigning uh, in this runoff.
12: Absolutely. Well, as you know, we we launched our Black Ballots, Black Futures effort on your show uh, back in July for the the November general election, and we've been quite active uh, throughout the uh, election season. Um, We engaged in impact litigation in Arkansas. We engaged in advocacy in Texas. We got PTE to voters, hundreds of thousands of voters, uh, during the November election. And really, we've attempted to carry that forward now into the Georgia uh, runoff elections. And our focus has really been around community-centered voter education. We believe that there are three critical components to making sure that our community is politically activated. Number one, there's voter education.
8: this on odor educate your post uh abdul abdul, uh, Ab- abdul i can barely hear you we have an issue with your signal we're going to do this here we're going to get you on on audio uh and so guys let me know when we have abdul i want to bring in my uh i want to go to uh first of all let's see next uh let's go to uh the ceo of new georgia project is she there
13: i'm here all right then And uh, say, how you doing I'm doing well. Hi, Brother Roland. Listen, your name has run I take out. It you, I, I take
8: it you, I take it you, I take it you, I can hear your voice. You barely got one. You probably haven't had much sleep uh, in the last two weeks. Uh, this is, we're in the uh, the final hours before folks go to vote.
13: Absolutely. I just want to thank you for your leadership. Your name has rung out from Savannah to Atlanta. I hear that uh, you are in the trenches with us uh, on this final push towards Election Day.
8: Uh, Well, yeah, we've been in uh, Savannah, Macon, Columbus, Albany. We've been in uh, Warner Robins, uh, Gwinnett County, Clayton County, all over. You know, we certainly made the commitment to cover this race. You know, I'm a firm believer that black media uh, has to present the news and issues to our people. Uh, and too often, uh, too many of our black media folks are focused on entertainment and gossip. And so we made the commitment uh, to be here. We've been in this state since December 7th. Uh, so, absolutely, uh, been all around live streaming events. Uh, that's critically important because at the end of the day, our yeah. folks need to be aware of what's going on, which is why did, this is the, today. This Sorry. is actually the
13: third rally Sorry, we we've live streamed today,
8: the third one.
13: Wow. Well, I have an update for you and your audience. Again, I, I know, you know, Black media is extraordinarily important, and so we knocked on our two millionth door yesterday, yeah. just in the runoffs. Right. Wow. <laughs> Called 5 million black and brown folks okay, cool. on okay, the phone. Cool. We sent 3 million text messages, answer, uh, one, digital one, ads. Three, Our four, goal five, five. was to have uh, 10 perfect, touches. Perfect. So, the half a million black and brown folks that we've registered to vote in all 159 of Georgia's counties, we wanted to make sure that they heard from us at least 10 times uh, this year. And so, That is why in the face of uh, a reduction in early voting days, a reduction in early voting locations, a reduction in the number of drop boxes uh, and other attacks on our elections, black folks have still turned up in historic numbers and turned out to vote, that we've crushed All previous records, by any measure that you can imagine for voter participation in a runoff, Georgians have defied and exceeded previous uh, performance. And so, again, in the face of a a whole bunch of shenanigans, um, which is why I'm very encouraged about tomorrow. Uh, How about this
8: here? 112,838 people who did not vote November 30 election have voted in this runoff of that total 30% are between the ages of 18 and 29 and of that 30% 40% are black
13: yep absolutely um, and like, some of those are ours Uh, And I'm very proud of that work. In 30 days, we registered nearly 7,000 young black Georgians. Uh, When the November 5th election, I'm sorry, the November 3rd election was over. um, And we Immediately after we started uh, curing provisional ballots and rejected absentee ballots, the deadline for that is usually the Friday after the election. So that Saturday, we were back to registering young people to vote and registering black folks to vote. Um, so this is happening. I think that there are a lot of people who think that this was a fluke, uh, that this was a, a response or a reaction to President Trump. Right, this is anti-Trump sentiment uh, playing out at the ballot box. I cannot wait for Georgians to show that this is a battleground state, and that for years to come, folks are going to come see black people if they are talking about winning in Georgia.
8: Well, you're absolutely right, and, and at the end of the day. I think what this has done is uh, this has caused people who said I never thought uh, my vote would matter in a red state now realize that the work that y'all have put in over the last decade, the work that Felicia has put in, the work that so many others have put in is paying dividends because people now understand. They're seeing what happens when their votes are counted, when when, when people reach out to them, talk to them, and engage them.
13: Absolutely, absolutely. And here's the thing, and there isn't like one uh, demographic within the sort of beloved community that, that we're reaching out. Listen, Cap uh, Alpha Psi, their Founders Day tomorrow, we absolutely are working with Black Greek letter organizations to make sure that they show up. Black labor has showed up in this moment. The Black church has showed up in this moment. African immigrants who've become U.S. citizens have showed up in this moment. Caribbean folks who showed up in this moment. Uh, The folks who are uh, experiencing the reversal of the great migration. So the people from Brooklyn and D.C. and, uh, you know, from the West Coast who have all moved to Atlanta or the Atlanta suburbs to, you know, raise their families and take advantage of our great weather, etc. Those folks are showing up. So this is sort of the universal black family is showing up in this moment to talk to to demonstrate to the world that we understand How important this moment is that we understand that in a lot of ways we are the last line of defense against, um, you know, uh, uh, treasonous traitors uh, who have their hands on the reins of our government in this moment and they're going to do something about it.
8: Ufat. Y'all have done a great job. Uh, you get to rest after tomorrow. You can't rest right now. We still got Election Day. Polls will close uh, tomorrow uh, here in Georgia. And so once the polls close, then you can uh, exhale. Uh, great work. Great, great work that y'all have done. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. Uh, and Georgia could very well save America uh, with uh, who wins tomorrow night in this state. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot.
13: Thank you, brother. Take care.
8: Let's, go, let's bring back Abdul in. we got Abdul. Abdul, uh, go ahead and finish your thoughts. Again, the work that the young black lawyers have been doing, using their skill set uh, to have an impact on this uh, Senate runoff race, but also the race of the Georgia uh, Public Service Commission. The uh, Daniel Blackman is running in as well. So there are three runoff
12: races on the ballot tomorrow. Absolutely. And the core of what we've been doing, Roland, uh, is focusing on community-centered voter education. It's making sure that we are getting actionable and timely information directly to black voters about how to freely and fully exercise their rights in this election. And so we've been hosting community voter education training sessions, engaging with grassroots leaders from barbers uh, in, in the Atlanta metro area uh, to college students at Morehouse uh, to the Georgia Association of Black Women Attorneys and really making sure that we're training grassroots leaders to then be able to go out and share voter protection information with voters. We believe that it's important that voters have a a basic understanding of what their rights are when they go to the polls. So our work is not just to encourage people to go. Our work is to make sure that when they go, they are equipped to safely and successfully vote. And that's what we've been focused on throughout this election. We've also had a big advocacy push focused on making sure that counties uh, uh, advertising clearly communicate the details of every election. So, one of the things that we found in our research was that a number of counties in Georgia actually, uh, as of a couple of weeks ago, had not updated their county election web pages to have clear and transparent information about this election. So we mounted an advocacy call to push the secretary of state to issue guidance on that and we're continuing to monitor that issue as well. And
8: Abdul talk about the crazy thing I mean you have the secretary of state in in, in Georgia literally telling folks that if they pass out water and food that could represent a felony I mean give me a break that's how desperate they are to keep black folks from voting.
12: Absolutely. And, you know, I think part of what we are witnessing is that Georgia really is a battleground for uh, the fight for the right to vote. And I, you know, part of the enthusiasm that I think we're seeing from black voters is an understanding and a recognition that this election is certainly about policy issues that impact our communities from COVID-19 to student loan forgiveness to reform of the criminal legal system. But it is also about our right to vote and it is also about making sure that we claim our power because there is a a very robust effort to undermine our political power and it starts at the top with the president of the united states and it extends on down through elected officials in georgia and we're doing everything that we can uh, to make sure that black voters are empowered to resist and overcome voter suppression
8: all right, then, Abdullah, I certainly appreciate it, man. Thank you so very much. Great job that y'all are doing as well. We certainly appreciate all the hard work.
12: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Roland. All
8: right, let's go to another folk, another person who's been on the ground, Ariel Singleton. She is the Georgia Black Youth Vote Coordinator. They, of course, like other groups, have really been out here uh, driving uh, this issue. Ariel, uh, how you doing? I'm doing
14: well. How are you doing? Doing great. Give
8: our folks who are listening and watching a sense of uh, the work that y'all have been putting in uh, to really connect. I said early 112,000 people did not vote in November 30 election have already voted in this runoff of that number. 30 percent are 18 to 29 of that. 30 percent, 40 percent are African-American. That's significant.
14: Yes, it is absolutely significant, especially when you take in a factor that so many were not even eligible to vote november 3rd because of their age and so you've opened up an eye of so many people seeing a slew of african-americans whether that was their mother their friends voting and wanting to do that i mean and we know that it works georgia stand-up i'm proud to say today hit the not only hit but exceeded the hundred thousand house mark by knocking on doors and canvassing to over a hundred thousand homes These things are working. These are showing, and these are showing up at the polls. These are showing up by the people that are showing up and actually voting.
8: Uh, and, look, I mean, uh, I mean, the, the, the bottom line is this here. We're going to be, of course, uh, looking at what takes place tomorrow. And one of the things that I have always talk about, if young voters vote their numbers, they can be the difference maker. Uh, how have y'all been able to connect with them uh, or getting those who say, this? I don't see this matters, what have y'all been doing? What, what, are, what are the tactics y'all have been doing to get them to understand that they can actually be difference makers?
14: We're pulling out all the stops. I mean, we've had virtual concerts, which we were able to air on your platform. We've had, uh, even when we come down to our canvassers, we have canvassers that are between the ages of 17. Excuse me. We have canvassers that are between the ages of 17 and 16 um, that are even going up to age 21. These are young canvassers going to doors, young canvassers knocking on doors. So when you see somebody that looks like you advocating to get out the vote, they are going to get out and vote. We have party buses. We're pulling up at the polls with party buses, DJs. I mean, everything. We are giving young people something that are to be excited for when they go and vote.
8: Last point. As I asked um, uh, Felicia, there's anything particularly that y'all are doing tomorrow on Election Day. That's your last chance to reach people to get them to the voting booths.
14: Yes. Yeah, so as She's talking about Clayton County. We are going to be doing a orange wave in Clayton County, having individuals at key intersections, key places, encouraging people to go to the vote. And um, we have signs that say you have the power, making sure that they're seeing this. You know, you see it once, you see it twice, you see it three times, hitting people multiple ways. We'll also be doing a motorcade around Fulton County and south of Cab and Clayton County, hopping out at these different polls, giving people something to be excited about.
8: All right, Ariel Singleton with uh, Black Youth Vote here in Georgia. We certainly appreciate all the work that y'all have been doing. Thank you for joining us at Roland Martin Unfiltered.
14: Thank you.
8: Folks, uh, Tyler Perry tweeted something out today saying that he uh, requested a mail-in ballot on December 2nd, and it still has not arrived. Uh, That was a tweet that he sent out uh, today, Uh, and one of the points that he made was, I'm just going to go ahead and read it for you real quick here, so just give me a second, please. Let me find it. Um, This has been part of the problem while they've been telling people, don't try to sit here and worry about that. He said, hey, George, is anyone else having this problem? I ordered my absentee ballot on December 2nd. I'm told it was mailed on the 4th. I still don't have it. That was today at 11.16 a.m. Folks, that's part of the problem when you see with the U.S. Postal Service and what what, uh, Trump's people have done to purposely slow down the mail. Tyler Perry did, though, over the weekend, release this video on his social media encouraging folks in this state to go to the polls and vote for Ossoff and Warnock.
3: Hey there. Um, I got to tell you this, guys. I I do not like politics. I don't like being involved with it. I, I don't at all. But every now and then there's something that comes along that's so important that we all have to just stop and pay attention. Um, the Georgia runoff is coming up on January the 5th, and I wanna be sure that all my fellow folks in Georgia get out and vote. This is so important, and I tell you why, on so many levels, back in, uh, was it right before Thanksgiving, I fed 5,000 families at the studio. I intended, I was like, okay, we're gonna get 5,000 meals and gift cards away, and this should be, you know, a great thing for the neighborhood. I gotta tell you, I was heartbroken when we got to the 5,000th 5, 5, family, And there was still a line trying to get to the studio that went around for miles and snaked through all kinds of neighborhoods. I drove around and I saw it and I I realized that this need is so great. I can't do it alone. No, no, no one person can do it alone. We need our federal government and we need the leaders in government to be able to help us. Right. So with that said, with the Senate runoff coming up and just finding out that Mitch McConnell is blocking a $2,000 stimulus check. $2,000. Two thousand dollars. It's shocking to me that people who have so much money cannot even care about what that two thousand dollars will mean for us. People like us. People who I grew up with, and people who who are are, are working families and working hard. You know, so. By the grace of God, I managed to do well, but that's all it's been is the grace of God. So there's so many good people out there who are hurting because of this pandemic. And this shouldn't be about politics. This shouldn't be about playing games. This should be about getting people fed and getting them what they need. And in order for us to do that, we've got to change what's happening in the Senate. We've got to go out and vote, okay? So on January 5th, I need all of us to get out and vote. This is very important. Get out and vote, get out and vote, get out and vote. My candidate, John Ossoff and Warnock. Those are my candidates I'm voting for. You can vote for whoever you like, but I think it's very important that we get out and vote so that we can shift the power in the Senate so that the people are taken care of. God bless you guys. I hope you had a merry Christmas as best you could. I hope you have a happy new year. I'm looking forward to 2021 being nothing but full of love and joy and peace and grace. And I hope we return to some semblance of kindness and love toward one another. God bless you guys. God bless you, always in my prayers.
8: All right, folks, got to go to a break. we come back, we'll have my panel. We'll talk about Georgia and the impact, what this election will mean. Also, Donald Trump gets smacked around by the Georgia Secretary of State. We're going to play the phone call for you as well. We've got lots more to cover on Roland Martin Unfiltered. One day before the Georgia Senate runoff, we're broadcasting live from Turner Field in Atlanta. We'll be back on Roland Martin Unfiltered in just a moment.
10: We learned early in Sunday school that thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not have no other gods before me. Raphael Warnock's opponent seems to have forgotten these basic Sunday school lessons.
1: Her gods agreed her lies about Pastor Warnock and her shady Wall Street practices are evidence of this and on january the 5th let's bear witness that greed lies and shady dealings don't represent georgia
13: let's send raphael warnock to the u.s senate to fight for the least of these and not wall street
1: billionaires
15: people, people who have just registered to vote, people who have been in the streets protesting and about to do the greatest protest of all, which is to have their voice heard through the vote. Because these young people are the people who are going to keep everybody
16: honest once we vote them in. If your vote didn't matter, You wouldn't have so many people trying so hard to stop you from voting there is some value there but even when you talk about that people are not paying attention to your issues i can't pay attention to your issues if i don't even know you there and the only reason people are gonna know you there is when you show up to the polls and vote that's when that power manifests itself but as long as you stay at home as long as you are making excuses then guess what you will always experience these issues that we're experiencing today and another thing Don't get caught up in the candidates, right? There's there's, there's no such thing as a perfect candidate, but you should be going to vote for the most important person, and that is you and the one you love. You talk about you'll fight for the one you love. You're willing to die for the one you love. You need to ask yourself, are you willing to vote for the one you love? Because if you don't, there's gonna be somebody's neck on yours pretty soon.
17: first year I voted, I was 20, 1980. And me, with my radical mind itself, I voted for Angela Davis for President of the United States. <laughs> and, uh, you wrote her in? I, I, wrote, her, I wrote her in, yeah. <laughs> and then it was Jimmy Carter versus... Right, Jimmy Carter versus Reagan. And then I realized that, okay, this is the World Series pimp game at the top and I just realized the game of mathematics at the top. And then we got Ronald Wilson Reagan, which devastated our communities for an eight-year run, and then you had the four years of Bush. But it was the trickle-down factor that came out of that, that, I mean, it was it was devastating in the area I came from. But I then knew that the, the voting, yes, the trick game was going on, but you better really seriously try to understand that, like, like they used to play the numbers back in the day. You got to figure out the numbers game.
1: You cannot fulfill your life if you're not willing to engage in the tactics and strategies that makes your own life grow and helps you to build the community in which you want to live. Voting is a singular method for a people locally and regionally to govern themselves.
18: And I come to ask you to go all out. Just see what a power you can be. Let us march on ballot boxes. That is to go out to vote, for this is the way we're gonna straighten up the South and the nation. Let us march on ballot boxes. Do men and women will no longer walk the streets in search for jobs that do not exist? Walk together, children. Don't you get weary? One day, Georgia will be a better state.
7: This is our Georgia, where the ordinary accomplished the extraordinary, and a new American story was written. This. This is our Georgia. We don't wait for change. We are the change. We keep climbing to the mountain top and always set another seat at the table of brotherhood. This is our Georgia. We honor the sacrifices of the past. Carry their work forward. Because democracy doesn't stand still. It must be protected, fought for, practiced every day.
18: March on ballot boxes until Brotherhood is more than a meaningless word at the end of the prayer, but the first order of the business on every legislative agenda. Let us march on ballot boxes.
15: Every voice counts.
1: Every vote counts. Every voice every voice, every voice must be heard.
12: Must be heard. Is this- This is my future. This is my Georgia.
19: This is my Georgia.
12: This is my Georgia.
19: This is my Georgia. How about you? Me too. Are you in? Are you in?
2: So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find 11,780 votes.
5: Donald Trump losing another battle here in Georgia. Late last night, the state Supreme Court rejected his latest legal challenge, seeking to overturn Georgia's
6: election results. On January 6th, more than 140 House Republicans and 12 US senators plan to stand up in Congress and contest Joe Biden's election as the 46th president of the United States of America. They'll present the same evidence that has now been dismissed in more than 50 separate court cases. They will claim to be patriots while committing sedition and attempting to ignite a civil war. Their goal is chaos and to discredit the free election system and the lawfully elected president simply because he is not Donald Trump. They are choosing party over country and when these republicans stand for Donald Trump, they stand with a president who had led the most corrupt administration in the history of this country. They stand with a president who was impeached by the House of Representatives for abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. They stand with a president who said that the coronavirus, which has killed 340,000 Americans, was just a hoax and would disappear. Will disappear. They stand with a president who bragged about sexually assaulting women on tape Grab and has been credibly accused of more than 30 separate sexual assaults and two violent rapes. They stand with a president who has supported and encouraged white supremacy.
2: Stand back and stand by. They stand
6: with a president who allowed Russia to put bounties on US soldiers' heads without any president consequences. Putin was
2: extremely strong and powerful. They
6: stand with a president who savagely attacked veterans, prisoners of war like John McCain. I like people that were not captured, okay? And even gold star families. Cuz I don't like losers. In 2021, America faces an unprecedented sedition from over 140 Republicans intent on destroying this country. It's not enough to condemn this behavior. This is about who we are as a country. This is about what kind of America we live in. There must be consequences.
8: All right, folks, welcome back to Roland Martin Unfiltered, broadcasting live from Turner Field here in Atlanta. Uh, Donald Trump, boy, showed how thuggish he is when over the weekend he had a phone call with the Secretary of State of Georgia basically trying to get him to steal this election for him. He is so desperate, he cannot handle that he actually lost to Kamala Harris as well as Joe Biden. He simply can't handle it. So what does he want to do? He wants to cheat. Listen to this Phone call, folks. Shocking and stunning, but then again, it's not because it's fucking Chief Donald Trump.
2: We have won this election in Georgia based on all of this, and there's there's nothing wrong with with saying that, Brad. You know, I mean, having the having a correct. You, the people of Georgia are angry, and these numbers are going to be repeated on Monday night, along with others that we're going to have by that time, which are much more substantially, but. And the people of Georgia are angry. The people of the country are angry. And there's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, uh, that you've recalculated.
3: Well, Mr. President, the challenge that you have is the data you have is wrong.
2: Now, do you think it's possible that they uh, shredded ballots in uh, Fulton County? Because that's what the rumor is. And also that Dominion took out machines. Uh, that Dominion is really moving fast to get rid of their uh, machinery. Do you know anything about that? Because that's illegal. No, this is Ryan Germany. No, Dominion has not um, moved any machinery
0: out of Fulton County or are Well, but no, but
2: election. but have they moved? Have they have they moved the inner parts of the machines and replaced them with other parts? No. You sure, Ryan? I'm sure. You should want to have an accurate election. And you're a Republican.
3: We believe, but we do have an accurate election.
2: No, I, no, you don't, no, no, you don't. You don't have, you don't have, not even close. You got, you're off by hundreds of thousands of votes. You know what they did and you're not reporting it. That's a, you know, that's a criminal, that's a criminal offense. And, and, you know, you can't let that happen. That's, that's a big risk to you and to Ryan. Your lawyer, That's a big risk. But they are shredding <laughs> ballots, in my opinion, based on what I've heard, and they are removing machinery uh, and they're moving it as fast as they can, both of which are criminal fines and you can't let it happen and you are letting it happen. You know, I mean, I'm notifying you that you're letting it happen. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,000. 780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state. So so tell me, Brad, what are we going to do? Uh, we won the election, and it's not fair to take it away from us like this. And it's going to be very costly in many ways. And I think you have to say that you're going to reexamine it, and you can reexamine it, but, but reexamine it with people that want to find answers, not people that don't want to find answers. Uh, For instance, I'm hearing Ryan, and he's probably, I'm sure, a great lawyer and everything, but he's making statements about those ballots that he doesn't know. But he's making them with such, he, he did make them with surety, but now I think he's less sure, because the answer is they all went to Biden. And that alone wins us the election by a lot.
3: Mr. President, uh, you have people that submit information, and we have our people that submit information, and then it comes before the court, and the court then has to make a determination. We have to stand by our numbers. We believe our numbers are right.
18: Well,
2: under law, you're not allowed to give faulty election results, okay? You're not allowed to do that, and that's what you've done. This is a faulty election result, and honestly, this should go very fast. You should meet tomorrow, because you have a big election, election coming up, and because of what you've done to the president, you know, the people of, of uh, Georgia know that this was a scam, and because of what you've done to the president, a lot of people aren't going out to vote, and a lot of Republicans are going to vote negative, because they hate what you did to the president, okay? They hate it, and they're going to vote. And if you would be respected, if really respected, if this thing could be straightened out, before the election. You have a big election coming up on
8: Tuesday. Brad Raffensperger, the Secretary of State of Georgia, not happy at all. Georgia election officials held a news conference today that was devastating to Donald Trump because all they did was expose lie after lie after lie after lie. lie.
0: Yes, it's Gabriel. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Gabriel Sterling. Good to see y'all again. Happy New Year. Um, we are preparing for a major election tomorrow. Obviously, have a few things we want to go over, and then we will go into some other items. I'm sure. So, as of right now, we have 962,886 mail and absentee ballots received. Uh, there's 281,376 that are still outstanding. I'm hoping to get the military received. Number- conference, which will hopefully come in on my cell phone. In person, obviously, we smashed a record for turnout on that one. We're at 2,074,857. So that means right now we're looking at 3,037,743 votes that have already been cast um, across Georgia. Now, the previous record for a runoff election was a 2004 – I think it's right – Saxby-Chambliss race, which was 2.1 million votes that were cast. That is the previous record. And in the election 2018 runoff election, we saw just under 1.5 million. So obviously a lot of interest. I'm sure Georgians are tired of TV ads, text messages, voicemails, and mail. So it's all going to end very soon, hopefully. Um, In preparation for the election tomorrow on Election Day voting, we have 6,963 poll pads. They finished the final loading of, of their data today before lunch. We had about 21 counties were the last ones to go. Most of them completed it over the weekend. Uh, a total of 6,009, oh, sorry, 2,648 polling locations open on election day. We have a couple that have been closed due to some shortages and some other COVID-related items, but the total we have right now is 2,648. We don't anticipate changes, but they always may happen. We have shared those locations with Georgia Power and the EMCs in case there's power issues or any other issues that might come up from that. And we've seen a few shortages of poll workers, so I think I specifically saw Morgan County, they're gonna lose two locations because of that. Now, what we've seen also is a difference in the turnout uh, models depending on congressional district and county in this state so far, in large part driven by the continuing misinformation and disinformation concerning the value of people's votes in this state. Um, The secretary wants me to make clear that everybody's vote is going to count. Everybody's vote did count. I want to make that abundantly clear. If you care about, you know, the values and direction of the nation you want to see, it is your obligation to turn out and vote tomorrow, be you Democrat or Republican. However, right now, given the nature of the President's um, statements and several other people who have been aligned with him previously, who have literally had a rally saying protest and don't vote, we are specifically asking you and telling you, please turn out and vote tomorrow. One of the things specifically I've had to argue with people whom I've known for 20 years, they say, well, we feel like our election was stolen. We feel like our votes don't count. And I said, "Okay, I'm not acknowledging that the election was stolen because it wasn't. I'm not acknowledging that there was massive voter fraud because there wasn't." But I said, "But if you believe in your heart of hearts that there was, the best thing for you to do is to turn out and vote and make it harder for them to steal." If that's what you genuinely in your heart of hearts believe, turn out and vote. And the reason I'm having to stand here today is because there are people in positions of authority and respect who have said their votes didn't count, and it's not true. And I'm gonna do it again, and I'm gonna go through all this anti-disinformation Monday. It's it's, it's whack-a-mole again. It is Groundhog Day again. I'm gonna get to talk about things that I've talked about repeatedly for two months. But I'm gonna do it again one last time, I'm hoping. Because at the end of the day, we wanna make sure people understand Their votes count. Every person, every voice matters. Do you believe that what happened in that phone call was an attack on democracy? I'll leave other people to make the decision on that. I personally found it to be something that was not normal, out of place, and and nobody I know who would be president would do something like that to a secretary of state.
10: And I'll ask you very quickly about the Secretary's desire to have that phone call recorded. Why did he want that call recorded? Was he concerned about anything improper being said or that he may need to release it later?
0: I think given the environment we're in right now and political situation that we're in and the history of the President, knowing that he sometimes doesn't necessarily characterize things as they might have actually occurred, it was out of an abundance of caution. But I'm sure many people, I'm sure the President's side recorded it too. So they might have been the ones that leaked part of that as well.
6: Thank you. Matt Finn with Fox News National. How yeah. do you interpret the President asking the Secretary of State to, quote, find votes on that phone call? Is it fair to say the President was asking the Secretary of State to fraudulently find or flip votes?
0: I don't know who's trying to fraudulently find the votes, but the thing is we have certified this election so there are no more votes to find. We will continue investigations that so he has an election challenge. And one of the things that they were discussing on that phone call was they have sued the state of Georgia and the Secretary of State. There are rules of evidence to follow once you do that, trying to give outside of that is an issue, and we've, we've said, I believe we sent their, our lawyers and sent their lawyers, a letter saying, if you want to dismiss your challenge, we're more than happy to share this data with you to show that your data is incorrect and you have, in fact, lost the state of Georgia.
8: I want to bring my pound now dr avis jones the we political analyst leadership strategist julian dr julian malvoi uh uh president a college economist uh, mustafa santiago ali former uh advisor with the epa uh julian i want to start with you first of all uh the u.s attorney who donald trump appointed here in georgia uh, has resigned of course this happens two days after that particular call also uh, the, uh, the D.A. here in Fulton County, uh, Fannie Willis, this is what she uh, submitted. Like many Americans, I have found the news reports about the president's telephone call with the Georgia secretary of state disturbing. It is my understanding from news reports that a member of the state election board has requested that the secretary's elections division investigate the call, after which the board can refer the case to my office and the state attorney general. As I promised Fulton County voters last year as district attorney, I will enforce the law without fear or favor. Anyone who commits a felony violation of Georgia law in my jurisdiction will be held accountable. Once the investigation is complete, That this matter, like all matters, will be handled by our office based on the facts and the law. Congressman Bobby Scott of Virginia has also called for a congressional investigation as well. Bottom line here, Julianne, Donald Trump making that phone call, he is not protected, okay, in terms of immunity because on the federal level, this was a state law. He's only president less than 20 days. They can indict his ass on January 20th after 12.01 p.m. Eastern.
15: Well, not only could they, but should they? This man has lost his blooming, blooming mind. I mean, when you listen to the tone and the tenor and the intimidation and the hollering and all of that uh, to attempt to get a secretary of state to change the election results, you look at it and say, huh? Really, that's, I mean, there are erudite ways to say this, but, huh, is really the way to deal with it. Here's a point, Roland, and the most important point. This man is desperate. He is losing his mind. I don't know if Melania can just put him in a straitjacket or Ivanka can roll him up out of there. But he is making a mess of things, and this is what he wants to do. When you listen to the phone call, you must shudder at the implications of a sitting president deciding to attempt to twist the arm of a secretary of state. But that ain't the worst of it. That ain't the worst of it. The worst of it is that right, right, right. Republicans have allowed him to do this, and they aren't speaking up. This is a party of and witches. that right there, and and and, and 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 that and that
8: right there, Mustafa shows you exactly where this party are. They basically have said nothing. What this man did is egregious. To sit here in the Oval Office and to make that phone call uh, to the Secretary of State, according to uh, NBC News, Donald Trump has tried to call Raffensperger 18 previous times over the last two months, uh, and he has been desperate. This man, is, is he asked him to go find 11,700 votes, and he's like, dude, race is over. We've counted all of them. Donald Trump asked the Secretary of State of Georgia to go and steal the election, and then he said, all you got to do is just reclassify him. That is absolute Voter intimidation, the attempt uh, to steal an election, he should be absolutely indicted because of this.
20: Without a doubt. I mean, it is the most egregious form of voter intimidation that we've seen in a long time. I mean, for you to go to the secretary of state of Georgia and ask them to actually, you know, sort of just, you know, play some games so that you could win. You know, it's just it's amazing that a president of the United States would actually, one, be that foolish Uh, to be on the phone having that type of a conversation, and and two, to actually do that. You know, he's been looking for voter fraud for the last four years. You hear him talk about it all the time, and all he had to actually do was look in the mirror, you know, and (laughs) voter suppression also. I mean, because think about all the people, you know, folks who stood in line, folks who made sure they did everything right to have their IDs and all these other types of things, and then to have the president of the United States to try to suppress their vote, because that's actually what it is, by making sure that they find this additional 11,000 votes that that he needed to be able to win. So, you know, some folks might not say this, but it is actually a form of a coup that he was trying to do to actually have this election overturned, to make himself president, even though when he did not win by um, the plurality of the votes. Here was hilarious,
8: Avis. Dude, if they steal Georgia for you, you still lost. You lost exactly. Arizona. You lost Pennsylvania. You lost Michigan. Your ass gonna still lose. But here's the cra- craziest thing: you got Republicans who are saying, "Let's investigate who leaked it." They don't give a damn about what he said on the call. They want. They all they care about who leaked it. They sh- They have no principles. No principles. No morals. No morals. No values. They are grossly unethical.
19: Absolutely. The reason why they want to deflect and go to the issue of who leaked the video, it's because, or the audio, it's because they can't defend it. How can they defend it? How can they justify it? How can they say that what happened on that call was in any way appropriate? How can they even say that it was legal? They can't. Okay, they cannot. So they're trying to change the subject by talking about how the audio existed in the first place. Listen, what we witnessed was a crime. He was trying to incite the secretary of state to commit fraud in that election. That is a crime. He deserves to be locked up as soon as possible, as soon as he get his infected behind out of the White House. This is egregious. (laughs) I'll I'll say one last thing about this. To me, this looks like the beginning of the end of democracy. This is the beginning of the death of democracy, because these types of shenanigans, I want to be perfectly honest with you, are not going to end with Donald Trump. You can tell because of the lack of response of the Republican Party. You can tell because of the kabuki Mm -hmm. theater they have planned for tomorrow. This is just the beginning of an all-out assault on democracy by Republicans that will live far beyond... This corrupt presidency, and that's what we need to turn our attention to next: how to stop it.
8: Well, on that on no, no, that particular it, point, it, a couple of so things. Kelly Loeffler. Hold on, one second, one second, Julian. One second. On that particular point, Senator Kelly Loeffler has come out and stated that she is going to join those on wednesday to challenge the electors in the united states senate that shows you she's gutless and a coward she's even more of a coward because she would not even answer questions today about that phone call and keep in mind kelly leffler called for the secretary of state to resign and him and his family started getting death threats after that not only that some breaking news: One of the Proud Boys who tore down uh, that Black Lives Matter uh, sign from Metropolitan A.M.E. has been arrested as a result of that. Donald Trump, he wants his merry band of thugs to come to Washington D.C. and to unleash mayhem on America. He simply is such a dictator and a thug. There's no other word you can describe. This man is not a president. He is a dictator. He is desperate to hold onto power, and I don't give a damn about any punk-ass, sorry Republican who will not stand up and condemn this. At least Senator Mitt Romney has said something. At least Pat Toomey out of Pennsylvania has said something. But when you watch that Jim Crow caucus, when you watch that fool out of of Oklahoma— and Ron Johnson, out of Wisconsin, who's also a liar. And then that crazy-ass Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee. What you're <laughs> dealing with are sick and demented people who I don't care, Julian. I don't want to work with them. The hell with them. And I say, go after them. And I say to Nancy Pelosi, you don't see any Republican who stands with Trump on this because if the election was illegal, then their re-election was also illegal.
15: You know, Roland, uh, one of the things I have to say is that uh, it's really kind of funny when you look at it. When you look at these devils who want to um, essentially upturn the election results, they don't understand that they're upturning their own results. And they really are not. Nancy Pelosi is doing her best. She's in a challenging situation. I think she's doing the best she can do. I I wish that that the Democratic caucus would align, but it isn't going to. Uh, We're we're all over the place. We're Democrats. We're never going to be in the same place. But here's what we do know. We know that we have an idiot, a certified public idiot, in the house that enslaved people built. We know that he is doing in the next 20 days, 18 days, he's doing his best to F up whatever there was in foundational structure. And he knows that he can play games and that some of his followers like Ted Cruz will follow him. Now, it's always interesting that someone like a Ted Cruz he talked about Ted Cruz's mama. He talked about Ted Cruz's wife. No, no, Ted. no! His daddy. He accused
8: the man's daddy of killing Lee Harvey, Harvey Oswald. The man called
15: exactly. your wife so, ugly, so, and, your so, punk, and your punk, your punk ass running around behind him. That's what I'm saying. Why would Ted Cruz now be in booty licking position, trying to do something? I forgive me for the language. But, you know, just trying to do something. I mean, this is totally absurd. But what's most absurd is the way that the Republican Party has abdicated its integrity. I I have... I'm not gonna... You know, we all have Republican friends. We ain't gonna say that. What I'm saying is, if we're Americans, if we're patriots, then we really have to say, this spit is over. It's over. Uh,
8: look, uh, Julian, Julian, Julian. They were never paid. Pa- 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 Julian, 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 Julian. No, Julian. They were never patriots. They were never patriots. Okay. Well, they they care about power. They are sucking up to this man, Holly out of Missouri, sucking up to him, all the rest of them. Avis, let me be clear. I don't give a damn about none of them. I don't want to work with any of them. I want to bury them. I want to mm-hmm. defeat them. Joe Biden should say, I'm not going to talk to any of you. These people, let me be real clear what they're doing. They are saying to America, damn you black people because yeah. they are only disputing voting in Fulton County they're only disputing voting in Philadelphia they're only disputing voting in Milwaukee they're only disputing voting in Detroit this is a direct attack on black people let's call it exactly what it is i don't want and so it is not an attack on democracy It's an attack on black people, and that's what they're doing, and we got to call it what it is. And Avis, black folks had better understand, Trump is appealing to white nationalism, and he is saying to these proud boys, attack these folks and that's why they went after a black lives matter sign at a black church because they have disdain that black people dare to exercise their right to vote which they did not want to give us uh coming out of slavery which they did not want to give us uh of course during the reconstruction period that's why the mississippi folks met in 1890 because they got sick and tired of black people being elected and ever since 1890 there hasn't been a single black person elected statewide in Mississippi. That's why, even where I'm standing in Georgia, the reason they have changed the runoff law, the runoff, the law in Georgia was specifically changed because white folks said we do not want to see multiple white candidates running and split the ticket to allow an African-American to win. So the reason there is 50 1% of pers- uh, voting here in Georgia is specifically because of racism. That was the root of this law in this state. And so what we are seeing, Avis, pure and simple, is a direct attack
19: on the sovereignty of black people in America. Absolutely. This is a frontal attack on the black vote specifically. Uh, As you mentioned, surgically, they have gone and targeted those specific areas and localities that have an overabundance of black voters to challenge. And like now what is it over five, six dozen uh, lawsuits now now we have this ridiculousness that's going on again with this call in Georgia, where Fulton County was specifically uh, mentioned out of the president's mouth. That's exactly what's going on here. And you're exactly right. Uh, there are these appeals to white nationalism. It, it, what, what it makes me think about is, you know, I've, I've, on the one hand, I'm thinking maybe Petty Me is thinking, what are these black rappers that were so pro-Trump prior to the election thinking about this now and why haven't they said anything about it? But beyond that, now that I got that out of my system, I have to say that, you know, I think it's very important that black people understand the power of our vote. And what's exciting to me in the midst of all that I am seeing evidence that we did it. You know, when you look at what's happening with Latasha Brown and the Black Women's Roundtable and all the Stacey Abrams and all of those other organizers uh, in Georgia have been able to do, we are seeing amazing turnout. Just even in the early voting areas. We're seeing amazing turnout among rural areas in terms of black in terms of black population. So even if for many years it seemed like the Democratic Party just couldn't get a clue in terms of the power of the black vote in the South, black women have been able to say, "Oh hell to the yeah, we can make a difference, we can make a change, we can win." And they have proved it in November. And now what's happening with the Republican Party, they cannot stand the fact that black people are wielding their power in a state that they thought they had sufficiently sabotaged. What we have been able to do is to overcome their voter suppression effort with willpower, with work, and with the power of the sister vote and the brother vote all throughout Georgia, and I'm hoping that they turn out to, at record levels, once again tomorrow, to put the stake in the heart of this demon, because we have to kill it. And the Mm -hmm. first thing, one of the first things that this new administration needs to do is to repair the Voting Rights Act, because this is not the end of these types of challenges. It's just the beginning.
8: And that's why, Mustafa, it's a problem when 940,000 black people have not voted here in Georgia. And I'm telling you right now, I don't like these people. I don't trust these people on the view they discussed it today. And Meghan McCain said, you know, we got to have more respect and tolerance for Trump voters. Hell no. I ain't respecting nobody who voted for a racist, who voted for a sexist, who voted for a xenophobe, who voted for a narcissistic son of a bitch who doesn't care about anybody else, a man who would rather steal the election, who has lied about voter fraud, who has lied about everything. This man has lied repeatedly. And I'm sorry. If you are a Trump voter, that means that you accepted all of that and your tax cuts were worth it. You cared about the issue of abortion more than any of that. You cared about all that? No. Damn that. I'm going to sit here and say it. If you are a Trump supporter and you went along with that, then you are just as guilty as he is because you voted for pure evil. Mm
20: -hmm. Well, you know, I agree with you. You know, there's that old ad that says you should care about folks who care about you. Uh, (laughs) Donald Trump has shown in in no form or fashion that he actually cares about what's happening in the African-American community. He's done everything in his power through policy. Uh, to make our lives more difficult, to shorten our lives, um, and to take wealth out of our uh, out of our communities. And, and I'm glad you raised that last point, also, Roman, because it's so incredibly important. You know, when you have these men and women on January the 6th, who are going to be there on Capitol Hill, you know, fanning the flames. Um, that that's a dangerous situation that's going on. And you know, also adding in the Proud Boys and all these other white nationalist organizations. We all remember the last time that folks got together, how many folks got stabbed. So, you know, we've got to really be mindful of every time that black folks begin to utilize their power, there are these repercussions that play out. And that's why we've got to continue to come together. We've got to continue to push the new administration, as Ava chair, uh, on the points that she raised and also make sure that the Department of Justice is on its job and that it is actually going out and investigating all these types of things that have happened in the past and letting folks know moving forward that it will not be tolerated and that you will be prosecuted. You know,
15: Roland,
8: I'm See, here's my whole deal. Here's my whole deal. Julian, hold on. Julian, hold on. Here's my whole deal. I'm not interested in going along to get along. I'm not interested in no damn bipartisanship. I'm not interested in, well, we got to take into consideration their feelings. Because, you know, all I've heard, all I've heard the last four years is we got to listen to the Trump voters. We got to be concerned about their feelings. Damn that. I know what I see. We have been here before. We were here in 1876 when there was a contested election when the Republicans said, if y'all go ahead and let Rutherford B. Hayes become president, then we'll go ahead and pull out the last federal troops out of the remaining three southern state capitals. And the, and the Democrats said, well, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do that, and it's going to be all good. But then what ended up happening, they then put in place Jim Crow and attacked black people. And the same thing happened uh, in North Carolina when they crushed uh, the reform movement as well. When We saw when they burned down Wilmington. We saw what happened in Tulsa. I said this in 2009, and I'll say it again. We are living in the age of white minority resistance, and what they are doing is attacking Black people, they do not like to see what we did when it came to voting, and that's why I don't want to. I saw some dumbass on my YouTube channel say I didn't vote for Trump or Biden. Well, who the hell you think you voted for? Because here's here's the real deal. If you don't take control of the Senate, if Ossoff and Warnock do not win tomorrow, then there is no John Lewis Act to fix the Voting Rights Act. There is no George Floyd Justice Act. There is no relief for student loan debt. You're not gonna see a real rollout when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine. So you got to be stuck on stupid if you walking around here saying, well, I'm just gonna sit this out. Hell no, you ain't got time to sit it out because black folks have had caught hell in this country and I'll be damned if I'm going to sit here and be alive in 2021 and be silent when I see racists who are sitting here targeting black people every single day.
15: You know, Roland, one of the most important things I think that uh, your program is uh, a contribution to our people it is to lift this up because there are so many people who really do not believe uh, black people. That is racism. It's just, these were incidental conversations. This was an accident. They didn't mean it. And the fact is that it's systemic. It is so MF systemic, um, and excuse the MF, I tried to clean up my language for 2021. Uh, But in any case, we'll do our best. Uh, But in any case, what we have to deal with, as you've said, is a very many ways that this cake called America has in its ingredients patriarchy, racism, um, capitalism, predatory capitalism. This is the cake that has been baked. And can you unbake a cake? By that, I mean... Can you get us back to a place where everybody has an opportunity? We're looking at young people. The um, achievement gap is widening because of income gaps. We're looking at any number of things, Roland. You know better than I do what we're looking at. You're down there on the ground. Well, what we must know and what we must deal with is the fact that this is untenable. It is We have to deal.
8: Look, I'm 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 about to go to a break, but 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 I I need everybody watching to understand. And I'm gonna go ahead and say this, and yeah, it's gonna hurt some folk feeling, but that ain't my problem. And that is this here. We got about 5,000 people who're watching on YouTube. We got about uh, hey, he gotta move that car. Truck is coming out. He gotta move that car. 5,000 people. A thousand people who are watching on Facebook. And what I need our folk to understand is that there's a reason we're here on the ground here in Georgia. Because, see, I am sick and tired of black people being fed nothing but gossip and entertainment and all that silly-ass stuff. What we're talking about here is real life. What we are talking about here is what is going to happen to change the condition of our people. And you cannot sit here and be silent and be stuck on stupid with your silly-ass feelings talking about, well, I don't like this person or that person. Y'all, this is real simple. Evil is effacing uh, us. We got a man sitting in the White House who would rather execute five black people and hurry up and do it before he walks out of the office on January 20th. That's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a party that fully supports this evil every single day. And you want me to sit here and play these damn games saying, well, Biden, he the same as Trump. Well, hell, no, he not. And you know what? I'm going to push Biden. I'm going to push him hard. I'm going to push Harris. I'm going to push her hard. But we've got to have black media in the 21st century who actually is doing more than just stuck on stupid with entertainment and gossip. So that's why we need y'all to support what we do, being here on the ground, making this stuff happen, because that is the only way we're going to see the level of change required. Going to a break right now. We'll be back. More Roller Martin Unfiltered, broadcasting live from Atlanta here at Turner Field. Back in a moment.
15: We
10: learned early in Sunday school that thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not have no other gods before me. Raphael Warnock's opponent seems to have forgotten these basic Sunday school lessons.
1: Her gods agreed her lies about Pastor Warnock and her shady Wall Street practices evidence of this. And on January the 5th, let's bear witness that greed, lies, and shady dealings don't represent
13: Georgia. Let's send Raphael Warnock to the U.S. Senate to fight for the least of these and not
1: Wall Street billionaires.
15: People who have just registered to vote. People who have been in the streets protesting and about to do the greatest protest of all, which is to have their voice heard through the vote. Because these young people are the people who are going to
10: keep everybody honest once we vote them in.
16: If your vote didn't matter, you wouldn't have so many people trying so hard to stop you from voting. There is some value there. But even when you talk about that people are not paying attention to your issues, I can't pay attention to your issues if I don't even know you there. And the only reason people are gonna know you there is when you show up to the polls and vote. That's when that power manifests itself. But as long as you stay at home, as long as you making excuses, then guess what? You will always experience these issues that we're experiencing today. And another thing, don't get caught up in the candidates. Right, there's, there's, there's no such thing as a perfect candidate, but you should be going to vote for the most important person and that is you and the one you love. You talk about you'll you're, you're fight for the one you love, you're willing to die for the one you love. You need to ask yourself, are you willing to vote for the one you love? Because if you don't, there's gonna be somebody's neck on yours pretty soon. First year I voted, I was 20,
17: 1980. And me, with my radical mind itself, I voted for Angela Davis for president of the United States. <laughs> and uh, you wrote her in. I, I wrote her. I wrote her in. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was Jimmy Carter versus right. Jimmy Carter versus Reagan. Reagan. And then I realized that okay, this is the World Series Pimp Game at the top, and I just realized the game of mathematics at the top. And then we got Ronald Wilson Reagan, which devastated communities for an eight year run and then you had the four years of Bush but it was the trickle-down factor that came out of that that I mean it was it was devastating in the area I came from but I didn't knew that the, the voting yes the trick game was going on but you better really seriously try to understand that like like they used to play the numbers back in the day you got to figure out the numbers game
1: You cannot fulfill your life if you're not willing to engage in the tactics and strategies that makes your own life grow and helps you to build the community in which you want to live. Voting is a singular method for a people locally and regionally to govern themselves.
18: And I come to ask you to go all out. Just see what a power you can be. Let us march on ballot boxes. That is to go out to vote, for this is the way we are going to straighten up the South and the nation. Let us march on ballot boxes until men and women will no longer walk the streets in search for jobs that do not exist. Walk together, children. Don't you get weary. One day, Georgia will be a better state. This
7: is our Georgia, where the ordinary accomplished the extraordinary. And a new American story was written. This is our Georgia. We don't wait for change. We are the change. We keep climbing to the mountaintop and always set another seat at the table of brotherhood. This is our Georgia. We honor the sacrifices of the past, carry their work forward. Because democracy doesn't stand still, it must be protected, fought for, practiced every day.
18: Let us march on ballot boxes until brotherhood is more than a meaningless word. At the end of the prayer, but the first order of business on every legislative agenda, let us march on ballot boxes.
15: Every voice counts.
12: Every vote counts. Every voice. Every voice must be heard. Must be heard. This is my future. This is my Georgia. This is my Georgia. This is my Georgia.
19: This is my
5: Georgia. How
12: about you? Are you in?
5: Are you in?
16: Get ready to launch our We Got Power Tour.
13: Cliff and I are going on the blackest bus in America. We're hitting the streets again.
16: We're going to be going through at least 12 states, maybe more. I'm just really excited.
13: Now, it's a little bit different this time, because COVID-19, we've got to wear a mask, We've got to be socially distant. But we are very committed that we've got to get in the streets and inspire and encourage our people in ways that are socially distant.
16: Ready to hit the road, ready to see our folks, ready to be socially distant, ready to mask up.
13: On our way to Pennsylvania, we'll be there for two days and then we're headed to Ohio to Cleveland.
16: We're gonna be just spreading a lot of love and building a lot of power.
13: We're going to be out here on the ground in these streets because our people need us can't stop won't stop
15: Register
16: to vote You can even request your online vote by mail ballot by clicking the link or by scanning our QR code with your camera Vote early vote today because we got power
8: Folks, remember the story about Jamar Mackey? He was the black man who was, of course, detained uh, by cops at a Virginia mall. And we showed you that video. We interviewed Jamal as well as his fiance. Guess what? He complained in the video about the cops not wearing a mask. Jamar is now tested positive co- for COVID-19. He is quarantining himself, uh, and he and he was, of course, not happy at all, experiencing mild symptoms. Uh and this is the thing right here, Mustafa, that, that again, this brother was minding his own business with his family, having uh, lunch in a mall. The cops run over, accuse him, say uh, that he used, used a stolen credit card. He was yelling and screaming, man, y'all arrest me. You ain't even wearing a doggone mask. And now he gets COVID-19. This man's life is put in danger because the cops got it wrong.
20: It's reckless endangerment. For me, that's exactly what it is for these police officers. You know, who's going to cover his medical costs? And, and then also, you know, of course, they found out that he was wrongfully, you know, sort of detained. And 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 all these different dynamics that continue to play out time and time again. And they didn't even follow their own policies that their force um, had set forward. And to the best of my knowledge, there's only been a hand slap. Uh, on the officers. We're in a time now where you cannot play with people's lives. Of course, you know, there plenty of law enforcement have been playing with our lives uh, in a number of different ways. And we just got to, you know, we got to push back on these types of things. We got to continue to highlight it, but there has to be changes in these police forces. And again, I'm going to go back to it. The Department of Justice has to get engaged. We know this Department of Justice is not going to do that, but this new one has to really get engaged because... COVID-19 is not going away. These types of instances can continue um, if we don't make sure that we're addressing
8: them. Well, no, the in reality, uh, Avis, uh, we're, st- we're still waiting to find out who Joe Biden is going to pick uh, as his attorney general. Uh, there are many thought that Doug Jones, uh, former Alabama Senator Doug Jones, was a leading contender. Uh, Sally Yates is also under consideration. So no decision has been made thus far. But Mustafa is right. I want to see an uber aggressive Department of Justice against these cops as well as against uh, these folks out here committing civil rights violations and going after white domestic terrorists.
19: Absolutely. Uh, This is not the time for a moderate kumbaya attorney general. We need someone who is a fighter for justice, we need someone who will be an enforcer for justice. Uh, Because we have to be able to, in some way, try to mitigate the damage of this administration. We're still reeling from that. So, no, we don't need someone meek and mild. No, we don't need someone who is going to just kind of go along to get along and try to be, you know, see both sides of every situation when one side, as you mentioned, is evil. Uh, We need someone who is going to really fight for justice. That's what it's going to take. We're going to need an aggressive person. And I'm hoping that that's exactly what we see.
8: Uh, Speaking of aggressive, let's talk about this particular story here. Uh, Keon Harrell, the brother who was accosted along with his son by a white woman uh, in a hotel in uh, New York. We now know her name. Uh, She is, her name, according to TMZ, her name is Maya Ponsetto. Uh, She says she's Puerto Rican. Uh, She, Ben, has a rap sheet this big time law officials say both she and her mom were inebriated went after hotel officials and they called the police uh she, she was charged with public intoxication uh, and uh, her mom received the same charge, plus on a police officer. The next day, she got pulled over as well. Now, here's the deal. Uh, the question is, will she get arrested and be extradited back to New York? Uh, that's what we're still seeing. And one of the things here, CNN actually did an interview uh, with this woman here. He her identity. Uh, Juliana. I was like, what the hell is that? She's not the damn victim. Why are you hiding her identity? And now we know through the video <laughs> that she attacked, she attacked, Protect this boy and his dad and she lucky Keon didn't knock her the hell out.
15: Well, first my my basic problem with this whole incident is the hotel. How dare the hotel manager take the young man's phone to verify her story? Like the daddy said, she ain't got the only iPhone in the world. They came off the elevator, try to get them some brunch and this crazy woman attacks people. So my first thing is that's a hotel none of us ever needs to stay in again. That's one. Number two, when we look at this, this is yet another Karen. We see these Karens, one of Karen lives next door to me. We see these Karens who basically are entitled, think that anything that black people have, they should have. And that's basically wrong as well. Thirdly, the young man and his dad have to be commended for being so self-possessed in the whole thing. Because if it was my child and some crazy white woman rolled up on my child, baby girl would be walking out in stitches or something. But the man and his son maintain their composure and we want to give them props for that. At the end of the day, this white woman rolling rolling. why why ain't she in the crazy ass white people segment um she know and
8: and also also here's the deal although she says she, although <laughs> she says she's Port, she's Puerto Rican um that don't mean you that, that don't mean you ain't no Karen Mustafa the thing the thing here is again this woman assaulted them she should be in jail she should be charged right now why is she walking around going to McDonald's in California Mustafa
20: Exactly. I mean, based upon the record that we know, this is her third strike. I mean, that's just real talk. And so we know if you are dark-skinned Puerto Rican or you are African-American, that if you got three strikes on you, you know they're looking for you and they're going to pull you up. They're going to take you downtown. They're going to book you. And then you're going to have to figure out how to navigate the process. So I don't know why that this sister has not already uh, not been arrested at a minimum. Uh, and then we'll go from there.
8: Absolutely. All right, folks, last story here. Uh, the attorneys for two of them white men who uh, on, who have been charged with killing Amon Arbery, they actually have asked the court not to refer to Amon Arbery as a victim. They also want any photos uh, of Amon Arbery. Y'all going to love this one. Any photo showing Aubrey with anyone, including family and other loved ones, to be banned. Uh, the attorneys argue using the term victim could shift the focus to the accused rather than, quote, remain on the proof of every element of the crimes charged. Even though we got the video and explained exactly what the hell it showed. Lord have mercy. Really? Y'all, y'all trying to play that game? Amont ah, Aubrey was indeed the victim that happened here in Georgia. Uh, and this is one of those issues, Avis, that certainly was a part of uh, the explosion of protests across the country. And again, I am very hopeful that we, we see people remember Amont Arbery when they go to the polls tomorrow to vote for Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff.
19: Absolutely. Uh, Mr. Aubrey was lynched. He was stopped and murdered. So the fact that his that the uh, attorneys of his killers would even have the unmitigated gall to say that he should not be referred to as a victim, that in essence no picture should be shown of him that would humanize him, right, um, is once again an example of what it's like to have uh, white privilege in America, the fact that, that those issues would e- be even raised. It's the same white privilege, for example, that allows the Puerto Rican Karen to get away with going all the way to the other side of the country when she attacks a child, a 14-year-old child. So, you know, it, it, these show us that we still have so far to go when it comes to fighting for justice. We just need to make sure, for example, that this particular ridiculous, ridiculous request is denied. And we need to make sure that the Karen, that Karen and the Karens of the world uh, see their just due. But I have to say, just like Dr. Malveaux, um, you know, I think she's probably lucky that the mama wasn't there. Uh, that sometimes, I, obviously, our brothers hold back um, because they understand the dynamic to fight women in this country and what that means to them and all, just any woman in terms of physically hitting a woman. But I'm telling you, I'm a woman and somebody's doing something like that to my child they would be curious repercussions
8: and the consequences immediately absolutely all right folks uh, I'm gonna ask each one of you this Juliana I'll start with you tomorrow do you see do you see Warnock do you see Warnock and uh, uh Osof beating Purdue and Leffler or do you see like some are saying it's gonna be split Warnock beats Leffler Purdue beats Osof what do you think What's your prediction?
15: I think the Democrats are going to prevail. I think they put the work in. I think that uh, that man who lives in the house that enslaved people built has basically uh, salted the earth, not only for Joe Biden, but also for his own party. I am hopeful that Warnock and Ossoff will prevail and that we will be able to move the Biden agenda forward.
20: Mustafa. Warnock, Ossoff, and Blackman. We'll win tomorrow, uh, but it will be
8: close.
20: Mm-hmm. Avis.
19: I agree. I think it's going to be a sweep. I think the momentum uh, is on the black side, and I also think that uh, trying to be all cute uh, in terms of attacking the black vote is actually going to be the death nail for the Republican Party because it's going to have a black lash that they cannot counter when it comes to this election.
8: To all of my folks who are watching here in Georgia, it's now up to you. Polls open in the morning. You know what you have to do. We have been in this state since December 7th, on the ground, traveling all across this state going to Columbus and Warner Robins in Albany, uh, going to Macon and Athens, being here in uh, Fulton County, going to Gwinnett County, Clayton County, going all over, Savannah as well, multiple times. It's now up to you. The reason we did this is because we felt that black media needed to put the focus on this campaign to make it front and center. Daniel Blackman running for the state position, John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock for the United States Senate. It's now up to you, folks. This is precisely why this show was created. Why I wasn't interested in asking somebody, could I go down to Georgia and cover the race? I decided to do it on my own. That's why we do what we do. And I want y'all to understand. And I, y'all have been seeing me uh, post the videos, do this here, uh, do this here. Uh, have uh, Derek open. No, no, no. Have Derek open. Uh, open the truck, uh, and uh, Anthony, you can fly the drone uh, near uh, near the uh, near the truck over there. We have been here, folks, covering this, uh, and we have committed the resources uh, to doing so. And I'm always about uh, sharing with you what we're doing. Uh, y- when you look at uh, all of the gear, all the equipment that we have, all the things that we've been doing, uh, it has all been about, uh, you know, uh, focusing on you, uh, being able for us to tell the story, us for being able uh, to show you being transparent. You know, I know a bunch of people out there have uh, launch initiatives and uh, they really haven't done what they wanted to do, with what they were supposed to do with the resources. But I want you to understand, as I said, the other day uh, on the show We are absolutely committed uh, To doing this Not just uh, when it comes to this election But come to other elections as well And so when I when I ask you to support This show, when I ask you to support uh, What we do it really is about investing those resources uh, back into the show and allowing us uh, to do uh, what we're able to do. That's why we've been here. And so y'all have seen me post the videos on Instagram. Uh, we've been traveling around in what I'm calling our Uh Anthony, you're going to get a drone shot of that. Uh, this has allowed us to be able this is our mobile studio, uh, allows for us to be able to travel uh, with our crew. This is, which has been easy for us to do. Uh, it makes it a lot easier as well because uh, we've got a bathroom in there. We've got a microwave. We've got a refrigerator. Uh, and so we are completely self-contained. We come out here uh, for us being able uh, to, uh, to do what we're supposed to do. And so, uh, again, when I tell you to support the show, drop a lower third, please. When I tell you support the show, it really is we are trying to do something that black folks are not doing. And I can't speak. Look, I'm no longer with TV One. I'm no longer with the Tom Jonah Morning Show. Tom is retired. All I can do is control what I do. And so I told you we were committed to doing this, and that's what we're doing here. Uh, and so uh, we actually acquired this vehicle. No, we ain't leasing it. No, we ain't renting it. No, wasn't bought on credit. It was paid for in cash because with COVID, we needed a mobile studio for us to be able to broadcast. In 2021, there's an election in Virginia. There are two African-Americans who are running. We're gonna be doing what we did here in in Georgia. We're gonna be doing the same thing in Virginia, uh, covering this, and so that's why uh, we are are all about uh, 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 doing this, because this this is a black media company. We are supporting other black businesses. We're hiring black freelancers. We're hiring people uh, to do this because we understand, as the first black newspaper, Freedom's Journal, said, we wish to plead our own cause. Too long have others spoken for us. And so that's what our focus is. Uh, We're going to be here until all the ballots are cast. We are booked uh, to be in Georgia through Saturday, and so we are committed to this. That's why we're doing this, and we want you all to support what we do. When I ask you to join our Bring the Funk fan club, every single dollar counts. It allows for us to be able to do what we're doing here. Like I said, we're going to be – we're going to sit here and we're going to be in Virginia. We're going to be – For us, we understand the power of our vote We're going to be partnering with Black Voters Matter Partnering with the Black Women's Roundtable And so many others This is what it is all about, folks When it comes uh, to uh, what we're trying to do uh, here And so please support us Cash app, dollar sign, RM Unfiltered Paypal.me, forward slash martin Unfiltered Venmo.com is forward slash RM Unfiltered Uh, Zelle is rolling at rollinsmartin.com support us there as well then of course you can send a money order to new vision media uh inc 1625 k street northwest uh suite 400 washington dc 2006 uh we are we are building this we are building this uh for a reason and that is we cannot and look y'all need to understand okay after biden left all the media left we've traveled this state We haven't run into a whole bunch of national media outlets. We ain't run into none of the black media people. And so we want y'all to support what we do. We're asking 50 bucks. If you could give 50 bucks for the year, that's $4.19 a month, 13 cents a day, to join our fan club. There are those who have given less. I see some of you who have contributed a buck, a five bucks, every dollar matters. Some have contributed more than that. But every dollar does indeed matter, and we appreciate it because we are trying to build something that someone else cannot take away. And it's about us being able to control our destiny, control our narrative, and tell our story. So please support what we do. Uh, We're going to be live streaming tomorrow. We'll be live tomorrow night, and then we will have special coverage tomorrow night on the ground from Georgia awaiting the election returns in all three runoff races so stay right here. Go ahead and get your popcorn, get your food ready, because we're going to be bringing you the funk from Atlanta. Uh, and hopefully, we will be celebrating a victory for Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff. Uh, Julian, uh, Avis. Um, uh, Mustafa, I certainly appreciate it. Thank you so very much for all our crew here in Atlanta. Thanks a bunch. I'll see you guys tomorrow. If y'all missed all of our previous live streams from the day, go to our YouTube channel. You can watch them and play them back. Check them all out. I got to go. Talk to y'all later. Tomorrow from Atlanta, holla!